0: Grace and peace and welcome to Cokesbury United Methodist Church. Merry Christmas! What a joy it is to be here with you this evening to worship the Lord on this Christmas Eve. My name is Taylor Mertens. I serve as the pastor here at Cokesbury. I'm delighted that you have decided to join us. Uh, Tonight is the holiest of nights as we prepare our hearts and minds to worship the baby-born king for us in the manger. Uh, there are a lot of things that are going on in the life of our church a few that i want to share with you we're continuing to uh, share email devotionals facebook live videos all those sorts of things to stay connected at this time where we feel like we're not really connected with each other you can find out more about our church by checking out our church website additionally there is a online bulletin that you can use for this service the link for accessing it is in the video description that bulletin will have our hymns scripture prayers all the really really good important information So I just want to make sure you're aware of it so that when we're singing later in the service, we can all join together, even though we're far apart from each other, uh, in one voice to worship the Lord tonight. I love Christmas Eve. These are my Christmas pants. My father uh, bought these before I was born, and I've worn them every Christmas Eve since I've been a pastor. I only really get one occasion a year to wear them. So I'm so excited that even in the midst of a pandemic, I still get to wear my favorite Christmas pants. So I'm in a good mood. I'm excited to worship with you. And I want to share a brief story with you before we continue in worship. A number of years ago, my grandmother, Sylvia reams Pickardy, called me up on the phone because she had an emergency. She called me and I answered and she said, Child, I've lost Jesus. So I got in the car, and I drove over to my grandmother's house. She has this perfect nativity scene, and she had pulled it out, as many of us do, to prepare for this season, and she she got the shepherds, and Mary, and Joseph, and and the little cradle, and, and the animals, and the magi, and everything, but she could not find baby Jesus, She was distraught, she was worried, she was frightened, so she set me to work. I looked through her whole house. I looked upstairs, downstairs, Uh, I looked through her Easter decorations, her Thanksgiving decorations, the rest of her Christmas decorations. I even looked in the trash. I looked everywhere I possibly could, and Jesus was gone, completely missing. Little baby Jesus, sweet, precious little porcelain baby Jesus, gone. Two days later, my grandmother called me and she said, Child, you're never going to believe what happened. I said, well, what is it, Graham? What happened? What happened? And she, she said that she was looking at the manger scene. She was so upset, so distraught, and she started to kind of twist her head a little bit, and she was looking at the the feeding trough, the little manger that Jesus is supposed to lie in, and she was looking at it, and she saw a foot sticking out, and she grabbed it, and she flipped it upside down. Jesus was there the whole time. She just put the manger upside down. She had crushed little baby Jesus under the weight of his makeshift crib that Mary and Joseph had for him. Now, I love that story because for me, that's kind of what Christmas is like. We we bring to it all these preconceived notions, these expectations of of how perfect it's supposed to be. We assume that that Jesus is out there somewhere, and we forget that he's there with us the whole time. That's the beauty of the baby-born king, the light that shines in the darkness, is that no matter who we are, no matter what we do, no matter how good we are or bad we are, Jesus is always there for us. So with that, I'd like to encourage you to just be silent for a few moments as we prepare our hearts and minds for worship. Uh, And after we have some silent prayer together, the Mertens family, my family, will be coming forward to do our, our Advent and our Christ candle lighting and reading. So let's pray silently for a moment together. Lord, let your will be done. Nothing more, nothing less, nothing else. Amen.
1: O God, you have caused this holy night to shine with the brightness of the true light. Grant that we, who have known the mystery of that light on earth, may also enjoy him perfectly in heaven, where with you and the Holy Spirit he lives and reigns, one God, in glory everlasting. Amen. Lord, as we light the Christ candle, we are mindful that we are sinners in need of grace, that you are in the business of making all things new, and that you rejoice in making something of our nothing. We therefore pray for courage and the conviction to receive the one born for us tonight, such that, with the power of your Holy Spirit, we may rejoice in the strange good news that new life always begins in the dark whether in the womb or in the tomb, new life begins in the dark. Amen. 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 That was great.
0: It was great.
2: Turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful, wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim. In the light of his glory and grace.
0: Let us pray. Lord, you alone know the loneliness and thus the terror of our lives. Indeed, you know us better than we know ourselves. Give us your knowledge of us so that we might not be so alone. Be with those tonight who seem simply lost, abandoned, alienated from friends and from you. Heal us with your unrelenting hospitality so that we might be capable of breaking through our isolation. Help us to be touched and be able to touch without violence and hate and fear. We know that is possible only because you have touched us with your Son, who is the light that shines in the darkness. And now, Lord, each of us will pray to you tonight, silently or aloud, lifting up our own joys and concerns tonight. And now, O Lord, we will pray as you taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our scripture reading tonight comes from the gospel according to St. Luke, the second chapter, verses 1 through 14. Hear now God's holy word. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and the family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that same region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Our hymn tonight uh, is number 246 from the United Methodist Hymnal. 246, Joy to the World. Uh, Earlier, I was fortunate enough to be able to record this song with Gloria Baltimore on the piano, myself on the drums. Uh, So please join us over on the piano and drums as we play and sing together Joy to the World. If you're unfamiliar with the words, you can find them in our online bulletin. So let's sing Joy to the World. Christmas. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in Jesus tonight. There's just, there's just something about Christmas, isn't there? You know, no matter how old or, or jaded we may be, regardless of whether or not we deserve coal in our stockings, Christmas it never fails to work some magic. You know, maybe it's the music or the candles or the knowledge of what tomorrow might bring. Christmas is the difference that makes the difference. And here we are. Now, albeit not in a way that we would have necessarily wanted or in a way we could have imagined, this year we're, we're tuning in for Christmas worship uh, in a way that's unlike any other. Some of you are worshiping with us tonight, perhaps because you were raised at Cokesbury and you wouldn't dream of doing anything else tonight but sitting behind your computers or your phones or your iPads just to hear what it is God has to say to you. Well, some of you perhaps were just scrolling through social media and you just happened upon our page and decided to to stop in and listen to the Lord. Some of you, no doubt, are, are with us tonight. You're being forced against your will to watch this service. And perhaps God will have something special in store just for you tonight. So whoever you are, whatever feelings, thoughts, desires, questions you might have, It's my hope and prayer that tonight you encounter the incarnate Lord who makes his blessings flow far as the curse is found. Do not be afraid, the angel says, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. Would you please pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Odd. That's what Christmas really is. It's strange. It's bewildering. It's confounding. Now, I know that it might not feel strange with all of our sanitized nativity scenes set up throughout our homes, with all of our lights hanging from the gutters of our homes for the last few weeks, and and. Nat King Cole's voice crooning through all of our Bluetooth speakers, but Christmas is, for lack of a, a better word, it's, it's different. And we bring to this different night, this odd night, all sorts of our own thoughts and expectations. We assume that Christmas is the time that sets everything right. You know, Christmas is that time to come home to return to all those memories when everything was warm and bright, when everything that's come upside down in our lives is set, at least for a few days in December, the way they're supposed to be. Now, that makes sense, especially this year when it feels like everything is wrong. A global pandemic, economic devastation, gathering restrictions on just how many people we're allowed to be with at any one moment. And so we we f- Feel and we believe that Christmas stands as a beacon where, in spite of whatever confusion might be happening in the world tonight, everything is right. And yet, according to the strange new world of the Bible, Christmas was a time when everything was turned upside down. Consider, it wasn't about a perfect mother who had the right pregnancy reveal on Instagram and subsequent photos of the color coordinated nurse nursery and the, the cutest invitations to her catered baby shower. It's about Mary, an unwed, pregnant mother-to-be, conceived in her womb as a child through an upside-down and impossible way, forced by governing authorities to relocate to a city where there was no room for her, her fiancé, and the Logos momentarily waiting in her womb. Consider the message of the Incarnation, the Lord in flesh, the birth of a baby-born king. It doesn't come through the official state-sanctioned media outlet. There's no announcement in the Jerusalem Times. There's not even that carefully crafted and endlessly retweeted tweet. It was delivered in a song sung by angels. Consider, the good news came not to the learned and the powerful, not to the president or the president-elect, not to the movers and the shakers. It was shared first with a bunch of dirty old shepherds working the night shift. Consider, the word made flesh wasn't surrounded by the best medical team with a crew of doctors waiting to jump in at a moment's notice. He was placed instead in a feeding trough. Christmas isn't when everything was right. It's when God started really turning things upside down. It's when God shows up in the strangest and most unexpected and vulnerable of ways to reconstitute the very fabric of reality, not to make things the way they used to be, but to set the cosmos on a course to how things can be. Maybe, just maybe, that's why you find yourself watching and listening tonight. Maybe your world is not as it could be, but be warned, it is risky coming before the babe at Bethlehem, for God delights in grabbing the rug right under our feet, and when the Lord pulls, no one knows where we'll wind up. Oh, come, let us adore him, we sing tonight. We come to the manger expecting to meet what we have already thought before we arrive, we come expecting and perhaps hoping for the fulfillment of our desires for the confirmation of all of our preconceived notions and all of our prejudices in some way we want to know that jesus is on our side whatever that might mean but we are wrong we are dead wrong because jesus he is like us but he is also totally unlike us jesus is the incarnate lord god in the flesh and that makes our Christmases even stranger because we often present tonight as something spiritual or, or mystical. Or on the other hand, we criticize others for making this time of year too materialistic. But Christmas, it's really a reminder that Christianity is materialistic because God beca- becomes material in Jesus. God becomes us. So, is God in Christ then the, the perfect? magnanimous serene figure often displayed in stained glass windows is he holier than thou looking down upon our miserable estate every chance he gets is he perennially shaking his hand with regard to the disappointing efforts of human progressivism or is jesus as jesus is portrayed in the strange new world of the bible for the baby we worship tonight grows to not be very respectable at all He breaks the Sabbath, consorts with crooks and criminals. He even insists on a public demonstration of protest by flipping over tables in the temple. The baby we worship tonight grows to eat dinner with sinners, to share wine with the last, least, lost, little, and on one memorable occasion, the recently dead. The baby we worship tonight, he grows to die as a criminal. He becomes sin for us sinners, weak for us weaklings, lost for us losers. And the angel says, this is good news of great joy for all people. What makes the good news of Christ so good is the fact that everybody, even the worst stinker in the world, is somebody for whom Christ was born and somebody for whom Christ died. Contrary to how we've often made it out in church, God isn't born into the world to see if we're good little boys and good little girls. Instead, he comes to disturb the very conventions by which we pretend to be good. God isn't born in the world to come and find out and see if we're really sorry for all of our sins. God already knows our repentance isn't worth the hot air we put into it because we all jump back into the sinning business just as soon as we apologize for it. God isn't born into the world to come and count up all of our mistakes. Instead, he lives, he dies, and he lives again, all while throwing out the ledger against us forever. In short, Christmas turns the world upside down forever because God in Christ comes only to forgive. For free. For nothing. There's... Nothing we can do to earn it. There's nothing we can do to deserve it. Because all of us, each and every one of us, we are far too gone up the creek to do much of anything for ourselves in the first place. Our hope isn't in us. Christ is our only hope. He himself, he is the good news. For in him, the dawn of redeeming grace has arrived the world turned upside down. So I offer this to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. Let us pray. Eternal God, by the birth of your Son, Jesus Christ, you gave yourself to the world. Grant that, being born in our hearts, he may save us from all our sins. Restore within us the image and the likeness of you, our Creator to whom be everlasting praise and glory, world without end. Amen. God has gathered us together tonight in these strange ways, in these strange times. God has proclaimed God's word to us, and now we respond to what God has said with the giving of ourselves, our time, our efforts, but also the giving of our tithes and our offerings. I encourage you tonight to pray, prayerfully consider giving to God through the ministries of Cokesbury United Methodist Church. You may give online. The link for doing so is in the video description. Or you may give by sending a check through the mail to the church. Or if you live locally, you can drive by and drop off your offering. We have a drop slot by our main office doors. But give. Give with glad and generous hearts. that Cokesbury might continue to be a place that proclaims the truly good news and a world drowning in bad news. Another way that we like to respond to what God has said is by affirming our faith. And we like to do that here by affirming our faith using the Apostles' Creed. So I'd like to encourage you to join me now as we affirm our faith together. The words for the Apostles' Creed can be found in the online bulletin. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Uh, Tonight, even though we're separate, we're uh, far apart from one another, we'd like to end our service the way that we always end our Christmas Eve services, and that's by singing together Silent Night. Uh, so this would be a great moment if you haven't done so already to maybe find uh, a candle or the light on your phone or a match or a flashlight, I don't, whatever you have at your disposal, something that is bright. maybe. Turn the lights off that you have and wherever you find yourself. Uh, we're going to get things ready here in the sanctuary. It's just going to take us a moment. Uh, the words for Silent Night can be found in the online bulletin, but we're going to light some candles here in the sanctuary. We're going to sing Silent Night together, and that's going to end our Christmas Eve service tonight. So this is your opportunity to prepare yourself for Silent Night.
2: Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon virgin mother and child, holy infant so tender and mild, sleep in heavenly peace. Silent night, holy night, shepherds quake at the sight, glory stream Savior is born Christ the Savior is born Silent night
3: Holy
2: night Son of God Love's pure light Radiant beams from thy face, with the dawn of redeeming grace, Jesus, Lord, at thy birth.
0: christmas hallelujah christ the savior is born go in peace amen 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 Amen. Amen.